You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, you guys, it's Rob Paulson, voice of your childhood. Who knew that a middle-aged white guy was the voice of your childhood? Well, anyway, I'm listening to the Grawlix Podcast. You know why? Because I can. And so should you. Bye. This is Randy. In the future, I mean, we've already had the Emoji Movie. We'll have more movies based on grammatical things. Just wait for it. In the future, all blankets will come with windows. This is Jesse. And in the future, coming soon, Apostrophe Catastrophe, a new coming-of-age film from John Hughes about the rise, fall, and slow redemption of Dana, whose only dream was to buy houses for cash. It highlights her very real struggle with apostrophe addiction. But in Shermer, Illinois, there's no problem so big that it can't be solved without a good heart-to-heart or worst-case scenario, Saturday school. All the apostrophes, all the time. I'm so glad you resurrected that. (laughs) And also, it's very funny because that's totally a future prediction joke based on a very inside joke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, like, you almost got to put up a picture of that sign, but without the, like, phone numbers and websites. (laughs) So, So, Melanie, there was there was a sign that was just like a poster board that was handwritten and just mm-hmm. like stapled to the light pole, uh, like a block over from one of the schools that I worked at. Uh-huh. And I drove past it a couple. It was up at least a week because I was going to take a picture of it and I, I missed out on that. But then I came back the next week. I'm like, I'm going to picture of this. I thought it was ridiculous before. Then I, I, I paid closer attention. She put literally an apostrophe in every place that she could and and none of them were appropriate. That's great. Yeah. In ways that just like, didn't even make sense. Like buys had uh had an apostrophe S. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> Houses there, had an apostrophe S. There's this friend of mine on Facebook who you wish I'll rename name, nameless. She puts commas everywhere except where commas are supposed to be. <laughs> I, I, I I'm like yes. is, is she like channeling Shatner? I don't understand what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a Sh- it's a Shatner walk-in situation. It's it, the walking comma. I can't read her post anymore. I can't because I'm like, what is she doing? Anyway. I, I think I'm guilty of over comma of comma abuse. Not like this. Not like this. Good. Good. I'm I'm in a, a ellipses guy. I like the dot 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 for everything. Oh yeah, it, me too. Yeah. I should use a comma. I use an ellipse instead. I like I like it because it's it's like reading old Swampy, not super old Swampy, but you know Alan Moore's period Swampy, where it breaks up this pattern of speech. So I yeah. use it to like I don't know get the like the way if it comes across my in my head like it should be like I mean dot 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 blah blah blah. <laughs> I'll makes, use it like that. It makes sense to me because for me a comma is like a breath, and and a dot 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 right. is like an actual pause. Yeah, and that's how I use it. But uh, people have called me the carpet on it, just justly so because I overuse the heck out of it. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I got to limit myself to one per paragraph. But I have never overused apostrophes. <laughs> no, I don't think I do. I'm sure I've absent absent mindedly like thrown one in where it doesn't belong. But like this was insane. 
Like, I, I feel like if you get it wrong with it's like it apostrophe s, like mm-hmm. I get the, that one because that one's tricky. You only use the apostrophe if it's the uh, compound word. But uh, or you know uh, what I just yeah. do? I don't. I don't use them at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't use them at all. Yeah, it's just like everything's nope. everything's just pluralized. That's all. You knew what I meant. <laughs> no one That's owns possessive. anything. <laughs> Welcome to the Grolix Podcast, episode number fifty. Five, I think. Four. I think it's four. Fifty-four. I've been corrected. Yeah. Woo. Now, I'm, now, now, now I'm gonna look it up. No, I think you're right. I, I keep jump. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Episode number three hundred and fifty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fifty-four. We're gonna reboot for is. like twenty episodes, <laughs> and then we're gonna go back to legacy numbering. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, t- this episode, we're gonna be talking about. In fact, this whole month we're going to be talking about some very uh, kind of defendersy, defendersy stuff. But we're, specifically, this episode we're going to be talking about the defenders. Yeah, we're right. We're, we're we're right on the cutting edge of that discussion. I'm sure. Netflix, <laughs> I'm sure, Netflix I'm sure we are. Yeah, you know that one that's been out for at least a month, and by the time you get this, it'll have been out for two months or more. I must be out of the loop because I'm pretty sure it came out. And I didn't even know for like two a week, two weeks. I did not know. I did not know at all oh. until. <laughs> and maybe it's because I don't have regular access to Netflix now. Um, oh. It's because we don't, we don't TV. Normally I know all this stuff though. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've just been unplugged kind of, I guess. I, I blame Danny Rand. I blame <laughs> your car. Oh, oh yeah. That's yeah. a good one too. Yeah, that's true. That one. I think your I think your car had a big uh, part to play in this. And guess what? It's still just sitting there. You know who doesn't drive a car? Any of the defenders. You're right. Yeah, they, they don't need they to. They use the they use transit. They use public transit. Those guys. They live in New York, first of all. Uh-huh. So it's yeah. it, it's unrealistic to drive a car, and they can all hardcore parkour or jump really far. So why do they need, that's you a know, a point. that's a real good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the only one that you ever see like in a car that he probably owns is that Danny. And he doesn't drive it ever. No, yeah. no. He's too, he's too rich to drive. No, he probably, he probably doesn't have a license. You know what? You're right. He, he grew up in Kunlun. He, he's probably never driven. Yeah, or besides nope. like a chariot or whatever the heck it is that they drive in <laughs> places like he that. He thinks it's normal. He thinks it's normal for people to drive him around and just, you know, like buy ridiculous amounts of Chinese food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the Marvel <laughs> Defender <Yeah>. series. <laughs> uh, do we have any in-house news beforehand? Hmm. I, uh, you know, I don't have anything in my notes right now. Uh, yeah, I don't really. I actually don't have anything. Yeah, I got nothing, man. That's amazing. Happy uh, October. Happy October. I, I guess I kind of took part in this interesting thing, but no, let's not. Every time I talk about music, it goes on too long, and it's like, that's not why people are here. So I did this Reddit thing that was kind of interesting and also very, took up a lot of my time that I didn't have. But Put a link in the, in the bottom. If you don't want to talk about it, just say, hey, check it out. Okay. Yeah, basically, it's a subreddit. I'll just, I won't even talk. I'll just go real quick. Um, it's a subreddit uh, called Game of Bands. And basically, uh, every two weeks, they have like a kind of a competition thing. You have two weeks mm-hmm. to make a song. But the whole setup is they they pick a theme. And then you comment with what you can contribute, either music, lyrics, or vocals, or any of those. And then their system randomly like selects you know picks three random people one for music one for vocals one for lyrics and groups you together and then you have two weeks to make a song with these people and they were doing 
the theme was 80 sci-fi. So one of my electronic music musicians group friends turned me on to it. And I was like, oh yeah, 80 sci-fi. I've got to do that. Like, of course. Mm -hmm. So today was, as of recording, was the uh, due date to have it in. And I put it in last night. So yeah, I'll include a link. Maybe, maybe we'll win. Who knows? I'll keep my fingers crossed for you, baby. It's on Reddit. Like, I don't know who can all vote for it, but if I, if it seems like it's just anybody can vote for songs once they're posted. Yeah, it's Reddit. I think everybody can do anything on Reddit. Yeah, I know, but they have a specific system that I'm not sure how it works. Huh. But that's it. It came out pretty interesting. I guess it's Grolic's appropriate. It's a sci-fi story. The lyricist did kind of an interesting thing where he made it, like, actually wrote it kind of like a little, it's a little narrative. There's a little plot to it. So it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's cool. But about like space uh i don't know scoundrels i guess basically space scoundrels that's awesome. <laughs> yeah i want to be a space scoundrel <laughs> I, I i want that to be the name of the band yeah right yeah space, space scoundrels the only thing cooler would be space pirates and that's just because i have a thing for space pirates you have a thing for space pirates. i do indeed should I get like an <laughs> eye patch and a fishbowl and put it over my head and be like, "Arr!" in space? No, I'm thinking like <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think of Doctor Who we as a space in pirate. Space. Oh, Doctor Who's a space pirate? Hell yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, <sighs> he goes around and is like, "Hmm, there's a there's a warning thing going off on this ship. Let's go check it out and see what they've got on the ship." You know, <laughs> that's true. And when everybody's gone because the aliens ain't them, what do they do with all that stuff? Hmm. But he doesn't. Well, maybe he does. And we just don't see <laughs> you it. pulled a heart node there. Hmm? Got, a, got a lot of stuff up on that TARDIS. Where did it all come from? That's a good point. Maybe he does scab and she just kind of keeps that on the DL. Right. He helps people and takes some of the stuff all the way, you know. Hey, <laughs> co costs money to help people. <laughs> and how am I going to get clothes from my regenerations? Exactly. Yep. I gotta have a wardrobe wardrobe room. <laughs> what if those clothes are just like all the people that have died in adventures that we haven't seen? He's just like, oh, what am I gonna do with all this clothes? Clothing. I mean, he does occasionally take put their in faces. A room. He has a lot of dresses. He's hasn't until recently uh, regenerated into a woman. So like, those he's got an awful lot of dresses. Those are old companion dresses. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Companions usually didn't. Don't they don't always fare well? Mm -mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. Awesome. This is a, we're to the point. Grolix is nothing but punctual and to the point. Yeah, that's what we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what we're known for. That's our tagline, right? <laughs> yeah. That it would be the We don't really have tagline. a tagline, do we? Like our tagline is first and third Monday of the month. Yeah, that is our tagline. <laughs> we, our tagline should be something about Grolix because nobody knows what it is. No, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. I, this is something I was going to talk about pre in pre-show because it seems very much pre-show talk, but I'll do it now. So I think at least for like iTunes listening or listings and stuff, it might become the Grolix podcast a comic book show or something like that. Uh -uh. Oh yeah. You got to have some fun. Be like the best. And then Grolix word comic book show ever. That's mm. good. But that's long. I've just, I just wanted to keep it short. Also, should it still be the, yes. Um, didn't we, didn't we, uh, come up with the, because there is a Grolix podcast, but that's it's, what I thought. uh, 
Yeah, so we went with the Grolix podcast. I don't know that there's a Grolix podcast, but there's like a Grolix comedy group. Comedy group, mm-hmm. right? Right. So and we I think specified they have, this. Is, yeah, yeah. Maybe they don't have a podcast, but I thought maybe they did. I don't know. They probably have like a webisode thing. That could be. Ideally, it would be like a a comic book podcast, but I don't want to do the Grolix podcast a comic book podcast. It's, mm-hmm. it's redundant. Right. I could do well, a, the well, Grolix podga- podcast. Like dash comic books and <laughs> was it uh two headed nerd goes with the the two headed nerd comic cast I think is what they call it mm. yeah comic cast with Joe and Matt yeah I, I really wish I'd have thought so. to put like we'd have thought to put comic book in the title of the show <laughs> you're, right, right. you're right nobody knows well, what a Grolix initially is. initially our our uh, we were kind of like all over the place like. We're basically a pop culture show, but with comic book leanings, and that's just not true. We're basically a comic book show that goes off the rails with pop culture <laughs> stuff. That's <laughs> so, Yeah, that's true. And really, it's mainly like Doctor Who, but that's yeah. still so yeah. close. And movies. We've done a lot of movie episodes. Lot, yeah. That's true. I mean, you, true. and we've done Bites episodes that were entirely about Westworld, you know, that kind of thing. So. Oh, that's true. So Westworld rocks. Yeah. Is it 2018 yet? I think that's Uh, when it's coming back. I think it should be. Yeah. I think that's when Apostrophe Catastrophe comes out. Yeah. (laughs) I'm waiting for that. Dana! (laughs) Dana! Why are you so possessive, Dana? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, So Defenders, huh? (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Were we still... No, no, we, no, we no, can move good. on. Yeah, so listen, uh, <laughs> subscribers, if you notice a slight change in the title, I mean, it's still the Grox podcast. Anything after, like, the Grawla probably gets cut off anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Grox podcast, you know, titles get cut short sometimes. I mean, there's it's still there. It's just not always displayed depending on, like, your They use an stuff. ellipse. Oh. They they overuse ellipses like I do. Yeah. It's the Grawla <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So, yeah, how do we how do we get into this? What? Netflix is a thing. Okay, People so have it. They use it to watch their favorite shows. Be like, if you don't know what Netflix is by now, <laughs> they're that company that sends you DVDs in the mail. Um, <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. They do still do that. That's so crazy. Yeah, yeah my mom really? still does that. My, That's insane. Yeah, my yeah. mom too. I think she. the The problem is, and I think this is like was my mom's situation with it for a long time. Is sometimes you get a couple movies and you forget about them, so you're literally yeah. paying to hold on to these movies for like months at a time. Right, which yeah. is part of the reason that people stopped doing, you know, DVDs. Well, yeah, and streaming became so like mm-hmm. ac- accessible, and unless you're out in the middle of the country, <laughs> this is true. Which, the, yeah, which no. is where my mom is. So that's a good point. That's where Randy's mom is, but didn't they like force her to like upgrade to more technology because they're like, you're too far in the past. We need you to come into the future with us. Yeah, and well, and my mom and Jesse's mom are not that far apart but they it's probably far enough they have different providers still Mm -hmm. and yeah they did my mom was literally the last like her her house was the last still on dial-up when they're like oh yeah we're just gonna upgrade you for free because no one else has dial-up anymore (laughs) (laughs) it's more expensive for us to support you yeah to let you have the new stuff (laughs) she's literally the last dial-up holdout um <laughs> no i my like mom just, my mom just started my mom just started using her uh telephone for her internet so that was it she uses the tether or whatever oh okay 
Oh, uses her yeah. data, I, I think. Ooh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, depending what you do, that could suck. That could get real pricey. But I was thinking about buying one of those little. Like, they look like little USB things that you can buy from different phone, like phone. Yeah, it's basically like, yeah, the net mobile net portion of a phone that you mm-hmm. plug into your computer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it sucks. It's crazy. It's 2017, but there's some places where that's the only option, really. Mm-hmm. The only plausible option. I kind of thought about it for here because I was like, ooh, those speeds don't sound great and it's super expensive. But actually, technically, my speeds are slower here than in Omaha, but mm-hmm. it kind of runs a lot better. Streaming seems to work fairly well. Probably because there's you're not fighting as many people to ooh, good point. get on the bandwidth or whatever. That's a real good point. Yeah. So the Defenders, I'm sure you know if you're listening to the show. If you don't, it's it's basically the Avengers team up of uh, the the Netflix Marvel Avengers style team up group of uh, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. Everybody's favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Would Netflix you know, standing. Like, they're like a the the like what do you call it? I'm not a sports person, but like second second stringer thing. Second stringer or whatever the yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah second B-team. string Avengers yeah <laughs> yeah uh, they've been calling them the street level Avengers or whatever that makes sense too yeah I guess the best way to like we've we've talked about I think all the Marvel Netflix shows at one point in time and me and Jesse have watched all of them Melanie's watched all but I think I don't think you finished uh, Iron Fist I did not I know I didn't yeah we got because I. I got close to the end. Oh, yeah. But I, I, did you know who that guy Colleen Wing was fighting against? Like, did you know him at all? Yeah. I saw, I've seen him before. That was like her mentor guy. He, he's the one who showed Danny how to heal people or told him that he could. Oh, okay. So you got further uh, into that than I remember. Yeah. I only, I only hadn't seen the last like two or three episodes. Okay. But I don't think I needed to, to be able to follow up on. No. And actually I was kind of saying this, like the stuff that they set up at the end of Iron Fist with Davros, Davos mm-hmm. and all that. Davros, um, <laughs> that didn't even come into play here. So, am I just real quick? I think that's like the most common bad guy name. I think I've heard it in like a billion different Davos. things. It's like made to be a bad guy name. So don't name your kid that because he'll be a bad guy. Put a D and a V in there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like oh. naming your kid Damien. It's just never yep. been a good idea. It's asking it for it. Yep. You hear that? Threw some shade at Robin. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever name your kid Robin or Damien. <laughs> Either well, it's all right. You could have a superhero, ne- superheroic name like Tim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like the sorcerer Tim, Tim the Enchanter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a bunny. <laughs> oh man. Yep. yep. Monty Tim. Python. <laughs> Some call me Tim. I guess were you guys excited about the Defenders at all? No. I was not surprised by that. How about you, Jesse? Uh, I was until I watched Iron Fist. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Like, <laughs> Iron I'm Fist kind of, really killed it. Yeah, it really did. Like, they had built up so much momentum, and it just really kind of drug it down. You know, I didn't even watch the end, and I feel that way. But it's, I think in the beginning we were like, I don't know why everybody's so down on it, and uh, by the end, I I didn't get to the end, and I was still like, no, I, I kind of see why everybody's so down on it because he's a moron. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it, and I don't think it's terrible TV. I think there's far worse, but man, like you set a bar at a certain level, and then I think it's a bad idea to make 
uh, one of your superheroes in a superhero gang like a 12 year old in an adult's body and that's basically what they did and that's the most bizarre piece of the writing i think is like come on that's not how growing up works yeah even if you're not in new york you uh become an adult male Mm -hmm. (laughs) in come on yeah (laughs) no it's a good point totally you have him behave as if he were a child and has so stupid yeah it's ridiculous yeah they they lean into that trait way hard mm-hmm. like they really I, they even call it out like they have characters call it out yeah yeah but i mean that's probably my favorite i mean like that becomes the comedic relief of this defenders team is basically like marvel poking fun at their own lack of success with Iron Fist, like everybody on the Defenders team kind of tells him how crappy he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, and Stick does too, but Stick does that to everybody. So, yeah. Okay. So there's a scene where they're all sitting around in the, in the, it's a Chinese food place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the thing that pushes Danny too far, and it's really quick. And it's on the one hand, it's like, yeah, that's totally within his character, but it also highlights what's wrong with his character is, daredevil says uh you know you're acting like a child and that's the thing that makes danny jump up and go what like about to throw down (laughs) and it's the most immature like it's so it is so childish and it's like yeah yeah too much just a little too much on that yeah um this lady's trying to get me to break this magical wall and so i'm going to start pulling up my my magical fist and punching all walls really (laughs) come on God, that was really disappointing to me. When, when his his great idea, like his great grown up idea, I've got to fight this war a different way, was to go get gussied up and uh, and look like a businessman, and then uh, and then go in and like challenge them all to a fight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was, like, he, I was on board with like it was like, oh man, yeah, he's playing this smart, he's playing this straight, and then he gets there, he's like, I'm gonna punch you all. Yeah, he just barges in and threatens them. And it's like, that's <laughs> that's not how the world of business works. Hey, you boardroom, time to fight. I mean, of course, <laughs> fortunately, this is a comic book universe and they were down for that. But yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's great that their entire like team of executive type peoples were all just like, all right, let me get my nunchucks out. You know, <laughs> they essentially like all those people were there were essentially just, you know, yeah, they're thugs, exactly. they're goons. In business yeah. suits. I know. That was too much. Well, okay, okay. Yeah. So let's let's talk about the hand, shall we? Because that's kind of the crux of this whole new like why are why are they getting together in the first place? Um because they, they kind of start out with little vignettes of just the heroes like with doing their own thing. And I thought that was kind of shot cleverly, where like uh, you know, they use the color palettes. Like uh Jessica Jones had the cool colors and then uh uh Luke Cage had yellows, which we were used to, and uh, Daredevil had all reds and stuff, and and uh, who cares about Danny? And uh, <laughs> I think it was green, but well, and, and, it, it, yeah, no, it was green. I'm just being <laughs> even. Yeah, and I do want to. I do want to comment on that. I think that was once I got into it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm enjoying this because the choice to go with the color palettes of their shows and even the kind of the 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 music when it. Like, you know, you get Luke Cage, you get that music and you get uh, they didn't go super heavy on the Jessica Jones music, which I'm kind of glad because it was a lot of that, like detective saxophone type music. But no, yeah, each segment when it would hop between them. And this is what I liked was like felt like you're just watching a a scene from that show 
And then it's going to go to a scene from Daredevil and then a scene from Luke Cage. And then, yeah, like I liked that a lot. And I was like, well, I like those shows. I could just watch this where it's literally those shows cut together. Mm -hmm. Right. But that does, again, kind of highlight. And I guess Iron Fist stuff has its own style. It's just such a bland, clean, not stylistic style, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm sorry. I just want to jump in on since you mentioned that. No, no, that yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so like the hand because that's the that's the main thing that's pulling these things together, sort of. Uh, and we'll get into that, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. um, like the main thing that pulls Daredevil and um, I guess it's mainly Daredevil and Iron Fist. Like Iron Fist is all, is kind of a big deal in this, but uh, it's the hand is the biggest deal, and we get introduced to. Uh, like we've been introduced to Madame Gao, we've been introduced to the guy in Iron Fist. Was Davos? Is that his name? Yeah. Uh, we've been introduced. Oh wait, to no. some of Davros? these. No. What? No. What? The hand guy from Iron or from Iron Fist? No, Davos oh. was his friend. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, what's Colleen Wing's uh, arch nemesis? So we knew we knew about those characters, but we were introduced to the other fingers of the hand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we literally got the finger in this one. All the fingers. And and so we're introduced to Sigourney Weaver, which was a yeah. huge like bit of news. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I got I got I got I got a, t- a minor tangent about Sigourney Weaver. Mm-hmm. I think So let's talk about Sigourney Weaver for just a moment. For just a moment. I think Sigourney Weaver's fine in this. Like I thought she was good. Mm-hmm. Um they kind of give her a little bit of the Marvel villain treatment where she they actually kind of like flush her out, give her some like several, well, several like this is just what she does when she's alone moments, you know? Right, right. And I was talking to a coworker not long ago about actors that like were big, notable actors, and she still is, but that eventually just kind of become like they just their paycheck, they just show up and it's like uh, Robert De Niro is Robert De Niro in everything now. And right. Al Pacino Robert, is Al Pacino. Robert Red Robert Redford. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're there because not because they're gonna put in like an amazing performance, because it's like, well, it's in in this case it's Sigourney Weaver, and everybody knows it's Sigourney Weaver. So as soon as she shows up in something, whether it's like uh, something uh, what's that movie? Alan with or something with the aliens, um I have no idea. Okay, whatever. Or a cabin in the woods or something. It's like yeah. she's there because she's Sigourney Weaver mm-hmm. and she's going to do her usual Sigourney Weaver. I'm here to take control of the situation thing. Because I'm a tough female and and, and no nonsense business tough yeah, female. Yeah, and I like Sigourney Weaver. But, I love Sigourney Weaver. But that's what she does now. I like, know. And she's only right. ever in something as this Sigourney Weaver type character. Well, it's an alien movie. Because and then she, she's Sigourney Weaver. And then she's her from Alien. Yeah. She, well, Alien Sigourney Weaver is like the same, only a little. She's more, a little more reserved, and she likes to murder things. But yeah, that's true. Or maybe she doesn't enjoy it, but she's really good at it. Well, my point is, like Sigourney Weaver's like a big get for a show like this. Mm-hmm. But I can't help but feel like as soon as she sh- popped up there, and I knew she was going to be in there, but it's just like, oh yeah, okay, you know, it's Sigourney Weaver as Sigourney Weaver as the villain, like. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know. It's not like D'Onofrio where you're like, I wonder what the heck's going to happen. Yeah, D'Onof, exactly. Or um, not that he's on the same, like, traditionally, like, fame level, but, um, oh, man. David Tennant? Tennant. Yeah. Like, 
it's like, oh, Tennant's going to be in this. That's interesting. He's David Tennant. For nerd fans, it's it's at least. Well, it yeah, for sure. But like part of it is like, it's not like, well, he's going to show up and just do David Tennant. No, he's going to show up and be a creepy, sleazy, horrible mm-hmm. villain. And it's awesome. Or D'Onofrio, who's kind of creepy and sleazy anyway, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is going to, I don't know, he give it like a very particular, peculiar twist. Yeah. And like I said, Sigourney Weaver, you know, she I ended up getting on board with her performance. But it's like, for the most part, though, she's still just kind of a, I don't know, a better way to put it, hard ass Sigourney Weaver. Like, yeah, you know, right. Anyway, that's my Sigourney Weaver rant. I'm just she's worried good, that she. I, mean, I think Sigourney Weaver is good. I just don't think they, they don't challenge her. Is No, I think. She, yeah, I think she's just like, I guess you hire Sigourney Weaver because you want Sigourney Weaver in your movie. Like you would well, hire Robert De Niro because you want Robert De Niro in your movie. <laughs> And they almost gave her the same things to do as uh, Quiet Reserved Kingpin, though. You know, like when when the Kingpin would have his real particular things like this is my routine that I do every day, you know, kind of thing. That's this, you know, this character was very similar to that in that, you know, like she just has ridiculous amounts of money and she can have a private concert uh, with a with an or, you know, like a, an orchestra or whatever, or I, I don't know what you'd call that group, like a quintet like a, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. A small no, ensemble. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, it's not that they they handled her similarly to Kingpin. I mean, she's obviously a different character, and I think a lot of those scenes set up, if anything, a lot of it, they kept hinting at how old she was. Um, and they kind of kept hinting at that till after you're like, I get it. She's been around for a long time. <laughs> yes. By the time that Jessica Jones figures it out, I'm just like, oh, for Pete's sakes. Yes, she's old. <laughs> oh, and the signature thing when she Jessica Jones figures out the signature specifically, like that seems so late into the game where it's like, well, I'm glad you're catching up. <laughs> Can I just say that? <laughs> right, right, right. If somebody knows how to write in calligraphy, I think they can change their handwriting, maybe. Because that's it seems like or she maybe probably not just didn't use- care. We're like maybe not name yourself with an A every single time. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it's like the same initials. Really stuck. We're just really stuck on it. Yeah, mix it up. You've got thousands of years. <laughs> Their definition of immortal is dumb and inaccurate because immortal means you live forever. Not I need to get some more of this stuff so I can live a little longer until I need to get a little more of this stuff. It's not immortal. That's that's a junkie for life or something. <laughs> life junkie. That's <laughs> life force junkie. I'm a, I'm a life junkie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I this should go without saying, but spoilers. We're gonna get into spoilers on this. Yeah. Because, <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. Okay. Full spoilers. Dragon bone junkie. Yeah. Well, and, <laughs> and, and, and bone dust. Junkie. I mean, it's, I think they have to murder some teenagers or something too. Oh yeah, there was a bunch of stuff where yeah, what they, they got to mix it all up and make a cocktail of you know was that the death and dismemberment and then shoot it up. Good. Of, huh? Second season of dead uh, daredevil, right? Yeah. And, and you know. Yeah. That seemed way more hardcore than what it than than just getting some dragon bones. It's like all blooding or you know all all these children in pots in the basement of some warehouse. That was creepy, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So agreed. It was crazy. Like everybody was also more afraid. I mean, like I think justifiably so, but everyone was way more afraid of Daredevil than they were of the Iron Fist. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yeah, but. It was like it was like a full stop. They were like, "The Devil of Hell's Kitchen is involved." Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's got more. Whereas mystery. Iron Fist, you know, like, oh yeah, we're hunting the Iron Fist. 
And he's kind of awful. <laughs> is it just me or did it seem like Jessica Jones just kind of stood around a lot and then she grabbed something and like whacked somebody once in a while? I think the problem with Jessica Jones is when you have her there next to Luke Cage, mm-hmm. she does not seem impressive. Like her power set, I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. Because she can right. do what he can do, except she can get hit by bullets and stabbed and all those things. She's not quite as strong. And she is invulnerable, or she is vulnerable. She might be she's not as strong. I think she might be stronger, but yeah. she like her really? whole thing. Yeah. Well, her thing is that she never uses her powers, so it's hard to say. You know, like, uh, like in in Jessica Jones, she does that whole super leap thing, like leaping tall buildings, kind of. Yeah, thing. like once. Uh, right, but she she didn't. She do that never either. does it. Yeah, she never does it. And and even in this show, same thing. Like. Even when it comes down to the last episode, that's where you finally get her leaping from the top of the cable of the of the elevator to grab onto a girder and hold up the whole and that was uh, car. elevator car. Yeah. And she could do one of those superhero things where she jumps and lands and cracks the ground and have with her fist on it. She could totally do that. She should. I know. <laughs> no, she, she's the kind of person that like see somebody do that and be like, oh, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying she could do it. I guess you're right about the strength thing because when she, she she catches the cable to the elevator and even Luke Cage is like whoa mm-hmm. yeah whoa. Well, and she's she's holding uh, both of them up in this this elevator car kind yeah of thing. Mm-hmm. well they're both standing there know. looking and I'd have been like any day now mm-hmm. get out of there yeah. yeah yeah especially you Luke you're a big dude you are heavy <laughs> <laughs> right right. Uh, and and I'm I'm confused as to what level of strength Luke Cage has, but I mean like that was the thing. I was like, I thought he was just bulletproof, but no, I guess he's always been kind of super strong. But he was he was like to what degree? Well, and that's why I say I that's why I thought he seemed stronger than her because like other than the the elevator thing at the end, like we see her flip up a flip up like a a, a counter or something, you know, like a table, mm-hmm. and um. But Luke Cage is pulling like chunks of building boulders off of cars, right? Setting, like huge chunks, and so yeah, we just didn't get that demonstration of strength from her most of the time. Yeah, yeah. But she can. I don't know if she can lift a car, but I think she can. I know she can hold it there while it's trying to drive away. Her power, her special ability is drinking, and then eventually taking the job. You know she's going to take. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And secretly investigating, and just being like disgusted about the whole thing. Like, yeah. Okay, I know we're picking apart this, and I do have some good things to say about various parts of it because overall, I enjoyed it. But one thing that really annoyed me, but we're going to continue picking it apart. One thing that really annoyed me is plot not even plot convenient, like drawing out the plot where every character will flip flop at least twice. Oh, yeah. For no reason. Like at first, and I guess I kind of understand some of the motivations, you know, Jessica Jones didn't want anything to do with it. But then she's like, no, Daredevil, we should have something to do with it. And then she's like, you guys are crazy. I'm leaving. And Daredevil the whole time is like, no, no, no. And then eventually he, he changes his mind. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. You're the one wearing my scarf on your head. And and Luke's even like, you know, no, this isn't going to work. But this is the right thing to do. No, you people are crazy. Like it's like all just go through the <laughs> except for except for Danny, and then yeah. he's like, and then when they finally come up with like a good idea, he's like, no, you guys are crazy. I'm doing this on my own. It's like what? <laughs> right, right. What yeah. is this? It's like it's like they had a legitimate they had a legitimate plan that everybody was on board with, except him because he's like, no, I'm not hiding. <laughs> yeah, not, exactly. I, I'm not gonna hide. <laughs> Like you, you're the uh, you're what they want. You're the thing we need to protect. 
yeah, well, screw you guys. I'm going to go do it by myself. I, I didn't get that, though. They said that, okay, they needed him to break open that sealed whatever. But then why couldn't he just seal it up again? That's how it got sealed the first time, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why did they didn't have, have to? Because they killed, like, everybody involved with Kun Lun. <laughs> so, I mean, like, anybody that knew how to do it was not around anymore. I and mean, like, that, they... that was that was the kind of tie-in for Luke Cage, and they were not clear about it, like, at all. They were like, just... Oh, they with would the go, kids, the, or the yeah, young guys. Like they would, yeah, because then, you know, like, the kids from Harlem that were basically part of a cleanup crew mm-hmm. uh, would come in after the hand, which which I was I was getting to that, and I, I, I lost my train of thought. Like, at one point, they stopped being ninja ninjas and just started being dudes in, like, hipster coats mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah or like n- navy pea coats or whatever like we're all ninjas but we don't wear hoods anymore i think it would be better when if they we're would have testing we were doing some ninja stuff she did a, yeah. well, she, she a little did bit some martial arts stuff mm-hmm. she flipped some people around no she should have been like hanging from the ceiling upside down and then did a backflip down and on with a knife and stabbed somebody yeah. something like that she's getting up there mm-hmm. and she's close to death in the show yeah yeah yeah. In the, <laughs> in the show, yeah. Sigourney. Never mind. I'm not going to jinx Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> this We're dragon, just kind of jumping all over the place. Yeah. Dragon bone baby blood mixture that people alive. <laughs> the dragon substance? bone baby blood mixture? <laughs> Is this supposed to, like, make them young again? Because otherwise, won't she just always be dying? It'll keep her in a constant state of I'm dying. That's a good point because they it didn't make. Electra Young. No. I'm assuming it's the same concoction they used on, um, what's his name? Mitchum. Yeah. The Mitchum dad. Yeah. It didn't make him young. Well, Harold, Harold and Mitchum. Although they did say to Harold that he doesn't look like he's aged since Mm -hmm. he died. So maybe it just stops aging. Oh yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. It's like a vampire thing. So is it like, is it like a marinade for everybody or just for the black sky? We're like, okay, we're going to marinate you in this cocoon. Yeah, that's a good question <laughs> if it works different for different people, because we never saw how they do it with um, Mitchum and yeah. Harold. They didn't for the second time he died. He just came back. Oh, that's it must have been a different process for him then. Oh, that's just, this is inconsistent. You're right. Mm-hmm. And and I was wondering that, too, when they chopped that guy's head off. I was kind of hoping it would start talking or something, but I didn't know what the <laughs> rules of it are. Oh, yeah, they did. That, that is how they would have took uh, they were supposed to take out Harold too. Was remove the head. Okay. Instead, they shot him off a building, and then I guess cremated him. Well, cremation. It's kind of like, I guess vampire rules. Then, if you cut off their head or burn them, there's then, no, there's no head. So yeah. yeah. Well, I guess vampires you can stick in the heart too, but I don't know, whatever. Uh, st- okay. Stuff we liked. Mm-hmm. I okay. So I I liked a lot of the action stuff. I I think the first half of it, some of the action stuff. I mean. You don't really get the good action stuff until they finally all come together. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Danny's plan to run in there and uh, threaten them, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, and that was okay. I think that was that first sequence was fun just because it's the first time we had all of them there fighting. And then I, towards the end of like in the last episode where they're down down in the cave fighting, I thought was awesome. But then there's certain sequences like when they're fighting a few fingers of the hand in the car garage. I did not care for it cut so fast constantly between, I understand there's a lot of people, but like sometimes they handled it well. And then sometimes like that scene, it did not handle well. It's cut so fast 
between people that I was like, I, I don't even know what's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know who, the, who it is that just threw that punch. I don't know why that car is getting scraped up. Like what is going on? Right. Right. Yeah. I like the choreography so much better on this than, uh, iron fist. Right. Yeah. I would agree with that. Even, even iron fist scenes were so head and shoulders better. Yeah. No, I agree. Like better choreography. And for the most part, except for that one scene, like it was filmed better. Um, yeah. it come across better. It seemed like it actually had some impact, uh, and fluidity. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the iron fist series, it, yeah, it didn't, it seemed weak. I don't know. I'm assuming they have different people working on it, mm-hmm. but you would think for one of the ones that's supposed to be like one, I'm assuming one of the best martial artists around, they would want to have. That's you know, part of why the Iron best martial artist choreographer around. That, yeah. yeah, that's part of why Iron Fist was so disappointing. Because like, I mean, Daredevil like set up some awesome fight sequences, mm-hmm. and it's like Jessica Jones. It's like, well, that's not really what that's about. And even Luke Cage like had its own thing. They're like, well, now we're not necessarily doing that. We're gonna be, you know, this and. I was like, well, but Iron Fist is, it's Iron Fist. Like, that's what, it should be a kung fu movie in series form. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the choreography was real, real loose, real sloppy. Mm-hmm. They should have been more Bruce Lee. Yeah. It's flow like water. Mm-hmm. I hope I try. Yeah. I, I try. I tried not like to. Fire. Can't remember. Yeah. What was that? That was in the comic we just read. Yeah, it was. Okay. We'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> okay. But anyway. Move like fi- fire, flow like water. Something like that. Yeah. I think that the history type stuff of the hand and the whatever, I think that's all really interesting, but I, they, and I wish they would have done more with it or made it better. I don't know how exactly to say it, but um, it seemed like, like they only had eight episodes and they did make all that go really fast. Yeah. But that's the kind of stuff that I'm always like, wow, look at, look at that. Generations and generations of things happening, except that, you know, those people don't have generations because they're all just immortal-ish. Well, two um, of the brand new uh, hand characters were really pretty interesting, and we uh, we got to see them uh, for a while and never again. Yeah, the dude dissecting <laughs> the the dude dissecting the bear? Like, what was his yeah. deal? He was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he only speaks in his language. <laughs> yeah. Everybody understands him, and he understands them. He just mm-hmm. refuses to speak in anything but his language. I really like that. I like the scenes where... Uh, yeah, they're talking like they're talking to each other in different languages. And yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. Now, was White Hat? He was he was a member of the hand. He just stopped yes. wearing a white hat. Right. OK, <laughs> that's what I thought. I was like, yes. wait, are these two different characters? They are the same guy, right? OK, uh, he was cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's the other one. Created great tension in all those scenes in that warehouse or wh- whatever, mm-hmm. wherever they were. I was a little a little confused about the whole. So they were all like monks or something initially. They were all except part of Kunlun, yeah. Right, except Sigourney. Yeah, they Weaver. all lived in Kunlun. No, well, no I think all she of did them. Too. Even Sigourney yeah. Weaver was there. Yeah, she was there, but she. That's not like she was from there. She went there from the real world after her kid died. Mm-hmm. It's the way it. She she had a daughter. Her daughter got sick and died, and then she journeyed to Kunlun. Oh, is that really? Yes. Okay, mm. I missed that bit. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. It's they they didn't explain how these people ended up as this group that found out this thing and did all the, these other things. And that's why I was like, it was a good story and I wish they would have explained it more. Yeah. Right. Even though they, through the other parts of the show and the Scorny Weaver scenes, like you kind of guess what's going on 
way before Jessica Jones finally figures it out. But I, I kind of liked her investigation when she was like finding the, the deeds or the titles or whatever for all the I shell companies great. throughout the years. I thought that was cool, but then that's pretty much the end of the investigation. Mm-hmm. She gets to everybody fi- figures out through various ways they need to go to middle circle or whatever. Yeah. It should have, it, it reminded me, it should have been one of those things where like they had old photo or not photocopies or those microfiche. Yeah. And they'd be like that one and that one and that one. And then she gets all scared and then somebody comes behind her and goes, ah, that's what that should have been. <laughs> one of those scenes. <laughs> um, Yeah. Intense yeah. microfiche tension scene. Yep, <laughs> a montage. A microfiche montage. Yeah. Yep. But I guess, you know, stacking files on top of each other. Whatever. Close enough. Okay. So how <laughs> did we... Ooh. Let's kind of break it down to character... I mean, if this is an amalgamation of those four series, let's break it down to the characters. Daredevil and his kind of plot or whatever. I didn't care for Electra the first time around, and I still don't. Oh, I'm glad... I kind of wish they would have just left that alone. Yeah. So I was... When they brought her back, I was really digging Electra, and it, I don't. This has probably come across bad, but I was like, I like Electra when she doesn't talk. <laughs> but when, <laughs> yeah. No, no, when she's, she's her best mysterious, acting was at that point. Stoic, yeah, yeah, intense, crazy, like killer. Like you got to be careful. Um, but even when she was kind of like, I don't know, not waking up, but like remembering stuff. It's like mm-hmm. that was interesting, and I was like, ooh, I actually kind of like Electra this this in this series. I didn't like her in season two of Daredevil that much. Yeah, and then, and then she, the more the she end, becomes she's... Electra, the less I like her. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. Yeah, then she starts talking. <laughs> I really like the scene where she kills Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, we already said spoilers, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. It it was unexpected. It, like it actually. Right. I mean, I kind of figured it might happen eventually, but not then. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then that she was just like, "This is mine now." <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, "That's kind of obnoxious of her." Yeah. I I'm in charge. Well, now. and that's when you were like, "Oh, yep, it's Electra again." Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the character she was. Yeah, I, yeah, and I don't care for that. No. I uh, I didn't care so much for Foggy in this. Like, I feel like they did not make like they didn't direct him well. They basically mm-hmm. just gave him his lines and let him read them as wooden as I know he can he can deliver pretty wooden, but like ah, this is pretty wooden Foggy. I think they those though their his both of his. Both of, the yeah, both of them they were just like an afterthought they just were like oh wait i guess we have to put them in here somehow huh they're definitely like a reminder to me of like what i didn't like about season two of daredevil because i don't like the arc that they go on i don't like yeah right i kind of uh, between the two i understand why foggy got so upset about it well you got all butthurt but yeah but i don't i don't really understand why karen gets so upset that's how she met them in the first place she knew daredevil before she knew matt and she was she right. was kind of like a Lois Lane where she was like, oh, Daredevil. Yeah. And, and she shot a dude. OK, so she just needs I to was get over to say, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she. Uh, yeah. She, she she's got more in common with him. Yeah. She's yeah. got a lot, a lot in common with these vigilante guys. And the uh, so I don't dig that she has such a problem with it. I don't think it it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't dig that Foggy would hold on to that grudge so long. I mean, he's obviously trying to be friends with him and stuff. And that's good. but. Like treating the superhero thing as an addiction is oh yeah know, it's, it's okay it's but it they it's also super cheesy yeah yeah and I don't understand I don't understand why it's so difficult for them to see that he should it's something that he should be doing but maybe they just never got to got a, a chance to see how immersed he is in it 
See, but Karen should know. He literally saved her life as Daredevil. That's like one of those first like big Daredevil outings. No, I, I know, but... She was kind of hinting at how much good he did as Daredevil, too, at the beginning. And then yet when he starts putting the suit back on, she's freaking out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they don't, I mean, they, they don't know about the hand and, you know, this and that and how big a lot of the things that he was involved in are. No, no. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can get into the whole thing about Daredevil at the end in its own little segment. But one thing I did find effective with those two is at the end when everybody walks back into the station and they're just waiting for Matt to walk through. Yeah. And it, you get a yeah. slow cut between them and the pan to the door or, you know, the mm-hmm. zoom up. Yeah, that was that was shot well. And they were actually directed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what I mean. Like when they're directed, I think they do OK. But like mm-hmm. a lot of times I didn't feel like they were like, OK, here's what we need you to say. Yeah. And that's what yeah. he did. He literally just recited lines. And I like those characters, man. I like them. I wish they were handled well. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't they don't fit as well. With the group, though, it's kind of interesting because you see everyone's especially like I kind of liked I liked it. I liked the idea of like all their side characters in like herded into the station. But you're right. Like if you look at well, Night Nurse has been in like everything. Yeah. But yeah. like everybody like Colleen and um, man, who else is there? The was, well, Tr- Trish was was another Trish. one that was tough. Like, yeah, like, she was just there because. They wanted to cut her arm off and give her a robot arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, uh, not Misty, uh, but uh, oh, Trish, oh, the, Trish, the radio, yeah. Trish. the disc, oh, the disc jockey. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Who's Trish? Because she's in there so much, <laughs> you know, well, they, they even kind of like I was a little surprised they didn't utilize her more in some kind of way because Jessica Jones kind of set her up as the, the series. I mean, as like, isn't she a character? What's her name? Like Wildcat or something like that? Oh, yeah. She, yeah, she is. She's Hell, Hellcat. Is that right? Maybe, Hellcat. Maybe that'll come yeah. in the next. Petsy Walker. But um, oh, I like the creepy bit on her radio station, too, where they're like, oh, sorry. Sh- shut down the earthquake yeah. talk. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. I think that Jessica Jones and what's his name again? Tell me. Luke Cage. Luke Cage would have been much more awkward and uncomfortable the entire time. And they, they waited till the very end. And then it wasn't even that bad. Well, yeah, because they left things horribly. very poorly. She shot him in the head and then he disappeared and began hated her for murdering his wife. Come on. I think there'd be a little bit of tension there. Yeah. Yeah. But they're well, OK, she's yeah. kind of she's kind of a crappy person, but they're both decent people. And I'm assuming they're both crappy, decent people. He's. I'm assuming a lot of time has passed since then. I mean, he did a whole his whole prison stint in between that season and this, apparently. Yeah. But those are the people that I don't even yeah. want. If I see them, I walk the other direction. Much less, I'm going to be fighting there with them and not have anything weird happen. No, I don't buy it. Um, it was smoothed over pretty quick, though. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Although he, the the end scene with them when <laughs> the coffee, he goes to, yeah, the coffee, and he just doesn't even he ooh he doesn't even say nothing. Although it was kind of like awkward and crappy of her to say that specifically too. I don't, but, th- but that never came up in in her series though, so she wouldn't get that reference. Oh, really? It didn't come up yeah. in her series? No, no. They just uh, had coffee <laughs> without ever saying anything. I mean, that okay. it, that was all uh, specific to his series. Okay, because I read into it that way, and I was like, ooh, why would she ask? And also, it's like it, the way he kind of didn't respond was like extra cold, <laughs> which, I mean, yeah. that still stands, but. But she said it, right? I mean, just. Mm. Yeah, she just said brought- it. She didn't. Uh, she didn't understand what it means to him, like. 
That's weird then. But I mean, why would she say that? Isn't coffee? Isn't that kind of? I mean, they're they're in a bar having a drink, so isn't coffee still kind of like a a code word? Yeah. In some shows, I don't know. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Regardless. That that was weird and awkward, but not weird and awkward enough. That's my point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So let's then let's jump to well, Luke Cage. Oh, Jesse, I know you have thoughts on his his connect his tie into this. Oh yeah yeah. It just it just seemed like uh, it just seemed the weakest as far as tie-ins go, um, because like Jessica Jones, her her client literally built the building and then you know like was killed in her office, uh, yeah. so she obviously had a tie-in. But Luke Cage, like his tie-in is he got out of jail, was gonna lay low for a while, and then Misty Knight comes to him and is like, "Hey, there's a uh, there's been some some kids just like." Uh, disappearing yeah but wasn't there some kid from a previous season or something that had died or something like that and then his brother was one of the ones involved in it yeah it, the so, the family i think like his sister or something was uh the waitress oh you're right they tied it into yeah. the lady that um basically misty kind of dropped the ball on and got killed yeah so this is like her yeah. last kid and he was involved with this bad thing that he knew was going to end badly because it had for his brother and everybody else has been involved in. Okay, that was the tie to the other the other season. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is. But once that kid was dead and he knew what was going on, it's... They kind of keep the connection to his series going with Misty, though. With yeah, bringing them fair. into the... But, I mean, still, even that... It's more Misty's got some weird connection to it, but even that's like uh, coincidental. Mm. Yeah, and then didn't that didn't that kid die like in one of the first couple episodes? Yeah, in prison. Yeah, it didn't take long. Yeah, but that's you know that's motivation. Then now he's got to track down who's responsible. Yeah, I suppose so, for vengeance. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, sort of. He he don't want to kill nobody, but. <laughs> that's the thing it was like okay now it's time for vengeance he's he's the one that's like this ain't happening <laughs> but you know happening. i don't i don't think the show realizes how delicate brains and skulls are because <laughs> yeah. um some of the times when they hit these people i'm pretty sure those people are aren't gonna be functioning any longer even danny rand shouldn't be able to take a punch like he takes sometimes because he right. takes some pretty solid punches from both luke and jessica yeah and jessica's lays them out for like a day it seems but mm-hmm. He's still a regular dude. He's got a chi power, but that maybe that's why he has the mind of a twelve year old. <laughs> <laughs> too, too many punches in the head. Super yep. powered punches. Yep. Ooh, the Danny, the first Danny Rand, uh, the first Iron Fist Luke Cage interaction was fun. That fight. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Which yeah, that was fun. I mean that that actually worked better than I thought it would. I I was when I was watching this the Iron Fist thing, I was like, there's no way these guys are going to be friends. This is not going to work. And I'm not, I don't know if it worked great, but it worked better than I thought. Danny was all excited about it when they, when they first suggested the, what's her name? The Colleen or whatever uh-huh. suggested they first like they team up or whatever. And he's like, yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah. He had a man crush yeah. for sure. Yeah. He, uh, the problem is how, okay, Melanie, how did that come across to you? Because the problem is I know they're a team up. Like those two are kind of a duo a lot of times in the comics. Makes sense. Does it? Because like, and so going into this, like I, I knew that. So it felt kind of forced given their interactions initially mm-hmm. where like, I don't know, Danny'd give the smile where it's like, oh, they're going to be friends. But it's like it kind of felt 
I don't know. It didn't necessarily. Although they're the two of the four, they're the two more laid back ones. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah, they are the two more laid back. And they're, I mean, I guess what's his name's power is similar to Jessica Jones's more than, but it, it they still seem to, that they would work together better than mm-hmm. Jessica Jones would with either of them. And which only leads to Daredevil, really. Mm-hmm. And they make, they kind of make sense, too, because of his lawyer abilities. His lawyering and her detective right. fit well together. Yeah. The 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 kind of friendship that those two make it seems seemed real rushed and forced. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like they were became tight buds or anything, but mm-hmm. they kind of just used that one scene where she apparently off screen had investigated his background to set up some type of bond that they exploited during the fake out at the end. They kind of seem like the kind of people that even if they didn't have superpowers, if they met would still get along in, you know, strange circles away from everybody that they're normally around every once in a while, mm. but wouldn't like talk about. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> so then, okay. So, so then Jessica Jones, I mean, her stuff made sense. It, yeah. It, it, I actually felt like she got quite a bit of screen time compared to some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. And I could be wrong, but it felt that way. She didn't always do a lot, but she did get a decent amount of, screen time because anytime anyone said anything even remotely ridiculous she got the eye roll option <laughs> oh yeah that's yeah. true and that that actually got a little old at at a certain point but it was usually funny it was usually uh, a pretty good beat yeah i kind of hate her character <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a big fan of her like i mean it's her character it's well done because yeah. she's thoroughly kind of a <sighs> overly moody crappy person but so that <laughs> much is well done but it doesn't add to me liking her at all. <laughs> sure, yeah. I don't hate her. She's okay, but she's at least consistent most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think part of the reason you don't like her is part of the reason that she's a good person, though. Because her moody, I think she's all moody about herself, or all moody all the time, because she doesn't like herself because she does crappy stuff. Mm-hmm. But feeling bad about it is makes her more of a decent person. Yeah, but... It's her tube, man. She got a lot of tube. That's true. And they don't shy away from making her kind of sleazy. She stole that bum's beer. I know. Well, that was rad, that. though. That was a great scene. It, it was. <laughs> she's she's an alcoholic, isn't she? Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. Oh, so yeah. It's that kind of surprising she went that long without, like, you know, do, doing. I, I mean, it makes her an interesting character because co- conversely, like, I like Luke Cage. But Luke Cage's the character of Luke Cage is one of was one of the more bland aspects of the Luke Cage series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was like everyone else around him that made that series so interesting. Yeah, right. And they're all kind of jerks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are a little bit. Yeah, all of them. Danny and Matt is a total jerk in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's I guess that's kind of fun. <laughs> nice ears. Their horns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was some good cracks about what was it? Jessica Towards Jones. She, she brought she brought the best like like facetious cracks like uh, get up ironclad. It's Iron Fist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Daredevil shows up in the suit towards the end when they go into the building and she's like, oh, you brought was it? Oh, that thing or something like that. Just that like gut reaction. Like, oh, God, that. <laughs> I thought that was. I thought that was. That was a great scene. (laughs) I laughed out loud at that. Overall, overall, it was all right. I 
I could, they could have done better, but I enjoyed it. But if it continues and they do another one, which I'm assuming they're going to, they need to do better because this level will not. I I hope to appease my problems. <laughs> Words that I can't think of. <laughs> I hope they do 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 do. I hope they do, do another one because they've more or less dealt with the fist mm-hmm. or not the fist, the hand, whatever. Except that there's still a couple yeah. fingers out there. Yeah, but I mean. I think it would get redundant if they use that as the big bad again. So I would definitely like a less Iron Fist centric big bad, mm-hmm. though they right. tied it well into Daredevil with Elektra and stuff. But and something that maybe doesn't involve mythical creatures existing on Earth itself. Yeah, that's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, well, more of a, you know, a science fictiony thing or yeah. something, and that would also like negate some of the necessary like the stuff you know they have to do. Like, it's a new team, but they're not a team. They're going to fight. Okay, they're kind of a team. They're not a team. Like, gets around yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Right. Cut past that. Uh, I mean, they don't have to have a, like, team hideout or anything. But, yeah, bring them together again against another big bad, mm-hmm. I think would be cool. Yeah. I'd like to see it done again. And it, it did open up some interesting things for the characters going forward. Like, uh, the way that they ended things with Matt. Uh, lying in the bed like they're totally setting it up for born again or at least the netflix version of it uh where they call for sister maggie oh, okay Spoil- okay sp- sp- spoilers uh, well, I, no i won't tell you who she is but i mean like yeah she's important yeah i i that's one of the things that i forgot to say that i didn't care for i'm like yeah right they're gonna kill off like one of their most popular characters i don't buy it and it's stupid for them to even try yeah, yeah. that did seem a little I don't know what the word is, but yeah, it's it's like you know, yeah, you're, you're launching a, a a whole universe based on I don't know DC characters, and you decide to kill Superman. Guess what? Yeah, no one's buying it. Yeah, but also like that scenario, they can't even wait to like just leave it. Like, well, maybe he is dead. They have to like then throw the scene on of like, nah, he's not dead. You knew he wasn't. Yeah. Right. Someday I want them to kill someone off and just let them be dead. Problem is, we're talking about comic book stuff, and comic book characters rarely actually die right. right i bet what's your butt's, what m- arm's gonna grow back to huh she's got a robot arm <laughs> i know <laughs> have... i know that but oh okay that was a shock because i figured they wouldn't do that i figured in luke cage wait was it luke cage yeah they hinted they hinted at it where she got shot in the arm and was like you gotta be careful or you're gonna lose that arm i, I figured that was like as far as they would go with that i didn't expect them to a- then actually cut the arm off in this series yep and that's yeah. why i knew this because Randy knew and told me. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> Punisher's next. Punisher series is next. Yeah. There's a trailer that came out. I don't know. Maybe it's, it's by the time this episode goes up, it'll definitely be old. But there's a trailer that came out. I'll show it to you later if you want. Are they going to try and put him into the Defender thing? Uh, I don't know. Because that seems weird. Ooh, no, that would be I, an interesting. Well, I, I bet you he would. I mean, he wouldn't be on the team so much as. Yeah, on a roof across the street, sniping like he was at the end of Daredevil <laughs> season two. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah, like, hey, Daredevil, here you go. I helped you out. We're gonna exchange a smile, even though I just murdered those people. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you didn't have to murder them yourself, so you still have a clean conscience. Conscience. Although they all, sorry, the defenders, they all went for a full murder as soon as they got on that elevator. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. I don't know what else they could have done, but well, it's like, no, we're just gonna throw you all off. They're all immortal. So it doesn't matter. No, no, those guys weren't. Those were henchmen. 
they brothers. They did fight the, some of the Immortal the hand guys. ninjas, hand ninjas and navy peacoats. Uh huh. I think Karen Page will be in. I think I saw her in the dirt, in the Punisher trailer, which makes sense because outside of like coming across Matt as Daredevil, like sh- sh- her character had the most interaction with Punisher in that mm-hmm. in Daredevil season two. Didn't she tell you a story? I don't know. I thought she did. I assume she would have. Yeah, oh yeah, I think I that's how so. she got that job. Yeah. So that's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. The Daredevil or the Punisher stuff in Daredevil season two was just so brutal and insane and kind of awesome that yeah if they can kind of bring that intensity i'm down for it and it's one of those trailers where it's basically a music video they cut it to like metallica music and stuff and i'm like okay well everybody's like falling over themselves for the video for the trailer because it's like that but i don't know that's like yeah it's neat but that's not indicative of what the show is so mm. right i don't i don't think the show can really but i'm basing this mostly on that one Punisher um, that we read. The oh, Punisher, Punisher Max. Max. Yeah. Yes. I don't think they can do. I don't know. I think they can. I Because after I watched that trailer mm-hmm. on YouTube, the little su- suggested things were like the brutal fight scenes mm-hmm. of his in Daredevil. And I rewatched. So I rewatched the two main ones, the one in prison and then the one where he's fighting the two dudes in the whatever, the diner. Mm-hmm. I forgot how insane gory daredevil season two goes like i knew it was bad but like i rewatched it mm-hmm. i mean yeah he's blowing dudes heads off and stabbing people in the eye and in the throat and okay well maybe then i think they'll i think they'll go hard r for the most part okay i that, that'll work because it almost seems like i mean maybe they amp it up a little bit because you could do not you don't have to do like as extreme a daredevil as they've done but it kind of seems like more or less they match what the character is like mm-hmm Iron Fist wasn't that hardcore. There's some violence and stuff, but it wasn't that hardcore. Uh, Jessica Jones had some like weird sex stuff. So that kind of makes sense. Luke Cage was pretty tame all around. Mm -hmm. And then like Daredevil gets as hardcore as like the characters that are in there. Like when it's when Punisher's in there, there's brutal violence and stuff. But Mm -hmm. so it kind of seems like they match, you know, like it's Punisher. Of course, it's going to be brutal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? Uh, letters. Letters page. Yes. Let's do the letters page. I'll probably cut in a little promo for the information here so we don't have to say it. Yay. This is Randy from in the future. And I have a very important message for you. The Grolics podcast is missing something. And that something is you. Join our letters page segment. If you have thoughts on what we're reading, what we just read, what we're about to read, what you're reading, or you just want to say hi, send us an email to letters at growlixpodcast.com and we'll read and discuss your letter on the show. What, what the devil? What are you doing here? Hey folks, this is Randy from Further in the Future. And what my former self neglected to mention is we also have a Google Voice line. You can call it leave a message, and we will play that message on the next episode of the Grolix Podcast. Try to keep it under two minutes. Whatever you want to talk to us about, talk to us about it. Ideally, something related to the show. Dial 559-426-6427, or if this helps you remember, 559-4-COMICS. Type that into your phone, you'll be connected to our voicemail, leave us a message, and we will play it on the show. 
What? This is getting ridiculous. Get out of my way. Get out of my way. This is Randy from even further in the future. And what these two knuckleheads neglected to mention is if you'd rather send us an MP3 recording of yourself to play on the show, you can hit that email. Again, that's letters at GrawlixPodcast.com with an MP3 attachment, and we'll play it during the show. Just try to keep your language clean and keep it under two minutes. Also, hey Bonehead, did you just shoot our younger self? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's cool. Shouldn't we be doing the Marty McFly disappear from the picture act right now? No, it's fine, he he was a time remnant. Oh, a time That doesn't make sense! That do, A time remnant doesn't make sense. At some point, older Randy has to travel back to talk to younger Randy. But if older Randy kills younger Randy, younger Randy never gets to become older Randy and travel back in time. It's time travel, not cloning. We're not cloning and sending ourselves back. We're just time traveling. You don't know that. We could be operating on primer rules. In that case, there can only be one. So uh, we've got a question from Peter from the Superior Comics show. That's at Superior Comics 16 on Twitter. And his question for this episode is, how did you guys get started? I'd love to hear your origin story. Now, does he mean reading comics or doing the podcast or? Uh, he didn't He didn't really go into detail, so I suppose we could go into any of that, really. Because uh, they kind of they connect, because we wouldn't be doing the podcast without comic books, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably talking more comic books anyway, huh? I started dating Randy. But you know what? Okay. <laughs> I'll add on to that, though. Yeah. Melanie, it's the chicken or the egg, though, because Melanie is the reason I got into comics really, like, hardcore. When I was younger, like, um, I don't know, a kid and maybe off and on in teenage years, I'd acquired some random comic books, but I never really, like, I don't think I ever got, like, a regular allowance, so I didn't have my own money most of the time to spend on comic books. And if I did, I was renting video games. So that's where my money went. But, you know, I'd get like, I think my dad picked up some random like Spider-Man and different comic books once in a while. And, or I'd like the death of Superman stuff. Like everybody that was like, it's going to be huge. You need to buy a copy. You know, it's going to be worth so much money in the future. And so I had, I had a copy of that and uh, like the super, the couple of issues that followed. So I had some random comic books that I'd come across and I liked them. I read every one, like, I read the words off those pages uh, and I loved the Batman animated series and the Batman movies to a point, you know, the good yeah. Batman movies. Yeah. And the X-Men 90s cartoon was awesome. And I, so I, I and the Spider-Man 90s cartoon, nobody ever talks about. Maybe it doesn't hold up, but I remember liking that quite a bit. Mm, yeah. not. I mean, like I've got the DVDs and stuff, but they're not I, as good. Doesn't <laughs> hold up. No, I don't know. I like it. I still like them, but yeah, probably not. Not so well. <laughs> so I always liked comic book characters. I was always a big Batman fan, but it wasn't until Melanie and I, and we had been dating for a while. And this is after I got into Doctor Who, which I didn't get into until much later. Doctor Who is very much tied into this as well, mm-hmm. which kind of makes sense why we cover that occasionally, even though it's not really. And that was because of me. And that was Doctor Who is totally because of Melanie. But we went to do a double feature movie at a theater where next to a comic shop in Omaha. And in between showings, because we just like went to one and then had to kill time before the next one, like, hey, there's a comic shop over there. I want to go in there and look around. And uh, they were doing the Doctor Who Star Trek crossover series. And I'm not even a Star Trek. Is that really where it started? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, That's when I started that collecting that. them. That was a I decent totally crossover. That. that was yeah. 
That was, yeah. That was you. That was totally you, Melanie. <laughs> I'm not even a big Star Trek fan, but then I saw the cover with the uh, half of its, uh, like, half Cyberman, half... Half Borg. Half yeah. Borg. And I was like, well, this makes sense. I got to buy this. Mm. But, <laughs> but I even looked at Melanie. I was like, should I? Like, should I buy this? Should I, like, you know? And I grabbed a bunch, of course. I was like, you know, should I start, like, collecting comics? Is that a thing I should do? And you're like, yeah, check it out. It's awesome. And so there, there it was. And that's when it started. Yeah. Thousands of dollars later. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I for, but because I kept thinking you had X Men comics, you and that was what you're right. I did have X Men comics. Yeah, I had bought a bunch of X Men comics while I was still living in Fremont because I got on a kick of like I want to collect comics. I want to or I want to collect something. I'm going to buy a bunch of X Men comics. And I don't think I still haven't read any of those. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, just yeah. bought them, but you know, it, I, didn't I, really... I was the one that was like, no, we just need to collect stuff that's cool. Yeah, like this. Yeah. And then that's when I started buying them on the regular and actually like digging into them. And that's when I got into comics because I got Sandman and Sandman rocks and then everything else. And then I just ate up ungodly amounts of series. I just gobbled them all up. Mostly image. Yeah. For a while, you were in a huge chunk of what image was putting out. Entire series in like a very short amount of time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's how I do. That's our story. Oh, no. (laughs) And and you're sticking to it. And Jesse, you know, from Louie and or from, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we have I have ties with Jesse from way back when. But it's funny because, like, I used to hang out with both of Jesse's brothers on the regular all the time. But Jesse was just old enough to where I think most of the time I was hanging out with his brothers. He was away to college already. Yeah, he was. the You were the one Kiefer brother that I didn't really know that well. And I don't remember what the catalyst was but basically we started talking about comic books maybe it was doctor who doctor who and then kind of moved into comic books and we talk about that stuff all the time and then i think somebody might have convinced you to play D &D or something too i don't know is that him no that was an extra that i don't think that was jesse specifically okay good not that I have a, you know. Oh, Jesse's definitely the most like experienced D and D player I know. But the interesting thing about D and D and comics for me is like uh, comics is what got me into D and D because uh, Kevin uh, was my DM and he, uh, he uh, basically I'm a huge Multiple Man fan and I was like, all right, I'll try this, uh, but I want to be like Multiple Man. Can you do that? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I can do that. And he came up with some crazy rule sets for me. And uh, basically plunked me into a, it's Ravenloft. So it's like a horror setting. So we were in this like werewolf town. And here I am, a mutant X-Man with a quarter staff. <laughs> and we're basically like holed up in a in a house just trying to survive until morning. Cool. And it was awesome. It was awesome. I was hooked. I think I would have gotten into D&D because I had, I mean, including, you know, I hung out with Mitch and Kevin that he just mentioned. And mm-hmm all those guys a lot, uh, including when they would be playing D and D. And I just, I was like, ah, I'm not into it, but I wasn't into the dungeons and dragons type setting. I think if I had more friends that played some ridiculous game, like vampire, the masquerade, but weren't total pretentious idiots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, Cause that's the people I, I knew people that played that, but they were also like, you know, yeah. jerky. You need, sure. to, you need more of the people like me and my blumpkin people, you know? Plumpkin. Yeah. Did did you play Vampire the Masquerade? No, I don't even know what that is. No, it's it's like a role playing game. But yeah, I mean, I think I'd have gotten into D and D stuff earlier if somebody I knew played. Yeah, pl- like 
Jesse was saying with the horror setting, played a setting that appealed to me more than yeah. the dragon stuff at the time. Right. Dragons are scary. Which is funny because that's not like a setting that's normal, but for whatever reason, that's that's what they were playing at the time. So so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try a crazy game. So let's mm-hmm. let's work it up real quick. And, and they threw me in and I was like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do this. But you've been you've been reading comics since you were a wee lad, yeah? Oh yeah. I mean, I have. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to throw in a terrible <laughs> accent. Uh, yeah, when I was a, uh, I think probably my earliest memories of of comics uh, would be like I had all the uh, Secret Wars. Secret Wars was the uh, the big event where they first came out with toys. <laughs> or that I remember. I know they probably had toys forever, but like I grew up watching Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So I had Firestar and Ice, uh, Iceman. And I just figured that's how it worked. You know, <laughs> like, like I, I didn't really get the whole X-Men thing. I thought they were just friends. Uh, and uh, mm. so I had that. I had like uh, Dr. Doom's been one of my favorite villains forever. And uh, I really thought he was a Spider-Man villain because I had a, I had a coloring book where, Dr. Doom and Spidey were going toe to toe. So I had all these secret wars figures and, and those kinds of things. And then uh, just one day, well, I'm, and then my uncle bought us like Carl Barks, Huey, Dewey and Louie, like uncle, uh, uncle Scrooge and uh, Donald Duck comics. Uh, Cause l- l- we, there was literally Louie in our family. And then I was Huey and Jake was Dewey. So it was Huey, Dewey and Louie. Uh, okay <laughs> so we were reading these comics you know like he would just he would give us these things as like christmas gifts so there there always was kind of comics in our house in some form and we read the cover off that thing i i i had to buy my own version of it as an adult so i could like read it again because the copy that we had as as kids was just demolished and i think it was i think it was daredevil oddly enough where uh, we would go on these vacations and we would uh, pile up into the back. I don't think it's legal anymore, but we would pile up into the back of a pickup. And my dad mm. had bolted like a van seat into the back of a pickup. And there was like a hard shell camper top over the top of the back. Uh, but we'd basically ride everywhere in the, the bed of a pickup truck uh, on a on a van seat that was bolted in. And uh, that's what they would do to to shut us up was basically buy us a just a ton of comics, and so that's where I got into things like Archie and you know like I've I've read a little bit of everything growing up, and I think it was Daredevil where I was like, I really like this one. I'm keeping this one. I wonder how you do that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know how do you keep them nice? But I also had a friend who was into like the Spider Ham comics, and he had a long box, and he had them in bags and boards so i kind of had a clue as to what i needed to do there just wasn't like a lot of comic shops immediately available because we were out Mm -hmm. in the middle of the country kind of thing and so yeah all that and then i also kind of dug uh doctor who and i think we we started talking about it and uh, you had been doing a couple of different podcasts and uh and you had invited me on to your show uh and we talked Doctor Who, and that kind of spun off into this show. Yeah, that was really, yeah, it really was. Yeah, because I was doing the music, the EMG radio one for a while. And then, but at the same time, I kind of launched a very, very infrequent uh, Saturday morning, Saturday morning dovecast, whatever show where I'm just going to have a, my friends over and like, let's talk about stuff. And right. most of them were a mess and very obscene. Uh-huh. But <laughs> the last one, and it makes sense that it was the last one because I had Jesse on. Mm-hmm. to talk Doctor Who. 
And it's called whatever. I think it's episode eight or something was Doctor Who finally because you're right. meaning to do it for a while. Well, you've been trying to get everybody else to talk Doctor Who, but they, all they wanted to talk about was Star Trek or something. Yeah. They, that's what? what they were into. Yeah. I remember that? Uh, that's Steve. That'd definitely be Steve. Oh, okay. And probably Louie too because uh, I'm sure he was around when Steve was watching. Steve was on a big Star Trek kick for, I don't know. Oh, I know. I know. He watched all the first one and then all the next generation. I might have even watched the next one after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and but Jesse talked Doctor Who, and then I don't know how I don't I'm not, I don't recall what the time period, what the gap is, but that was the last episode of that, and then eventually we started Grolix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it was it wasn't all that long. It was I mean maybe six months, and then boom, we were starting the new show. <laughs> I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I mean, like EMG Radio was all right, but I think by that point, Steve and Lou had both definitely bailed co-hosting. And I just didn't really have anything like it wasn't people weren't people weren't participating and they would be like, you should need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this or we should do this or that. But nobody would do anything. Oh, yeah. The we should do is meaning yeah. you should do yeah. this. That happens. That Oh, yeah. That happens all the time and everything. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no. Don't be sorry. Um, you know, <laughs> I don't think I don't think you do it to me. Mm, I'm sure I, use them. I, I think I do it to you. Hey, we need to do this. And you're like, okay, whatever. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, but, no, but but I mean, at least it's something I would actually do. Yeah. Regardless, you want to do it or not? I'm like, you need to come do this. <laughs> I think I just randomly <laughs> do things and then I drop them. <laughs> yeah, like I'll I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a puppet video. I'm gonna do a grog scares real quick. All right, I did that now. I'm done. I'm gonna move on. Do yep. something else now. <laughs> uh, I'm guilty of that too. I'm thinking that I thought that Holly was going to be on the Grogs when I started. Well, uh, I, I remember there being talk of it. Yeah, I was tricked. I was duped. Oh yeah, but that's how we met and started the Grogs podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. our origin. Yeah, rebirth. I'm, I'm still surprised that Melanie, you wanted to do it at all. Do it at all? You talked me into it. I didn't initially. Did I? Yes, you did. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for this. <laughs> yeah, and you know, I re-recorded the first couple, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not that bad." And as long as I don't ever have to listen to it or know anybody who does that's going to talk to me, then it's fine. <laughs> that's a good question because it's fun to talk about ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we, you know, we haven't talked about it, and we've been going for three years now, and so we haven't talked about it in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, if that wasn't long enough, if you want to hear us ramble on more about that you can hear me and jesse's side of it in episode one mm-hmm. called origins and then you can hear melanie's side of it on the grolix bites was that a no nights it was the first nights the grolix bites number or nights number one origins revisited yeah yeah until next time when we wrap up in a soggy blanket with windows <laughs> oh it's a soggy so blanket's got yes. windows now oh yep. our inside jokes are compounding on each other i know i'm gonna write someday i'm gonna like add a page to the website it's gonna be like a index or what? what's the term uh i guess it'd be an index or a glossary maybe a glossary that's it go. and it's gonna have like expressions that we use commonly because i know there's things that we say over and over that a new listener would just be like what are they talking about Yep. <laughs> cat dancing and you want to be a spider buggy bonsai and yep. you don't know <laughs> the gits thing i think i'm gonna change it to you don't know gits <laughs> you, so don't know gets. A, you don't know gits so we can get around the expletive yep stuff like that <laughs> sorry <laughs> wow what was that <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> that was me trying to hold in my laugh. I don't, wow. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. Good question. Thanks, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, is that it? Yeah. Is it that is. It? I think so for it, this one, yeah. Yeah. We did it. 54. 54. All right. Here we go. Quiet. Roll up. Hello, everyone. I'm Andrew Willis, the host of Movies Now and Then. We're a podcast that looks at one new release film in theaters, then we compare and contrast it with a classic or underappreciated film from cinema history. We're not a traditional movie show in that we try to have a more conversational approach to our discussion. We want our listeners to be informed, engaged, and hopefully even entertained. If this sounds like something you might enjoy, give us a listen. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or anywhere podcasts are found by searching Movies Now and Then. Come on, we're in! This is awesome. We're in the Grolic Studios. Look, it's a plate of Mel's Hot Biscuits. I've heard about those. Oh my god, check it out. Jesse and Randy's Beard Oil. I didn't know you can buy that in buckets. Well, that Sam Club's membership is really paying off. Okay, let's get in their computer and drop this promo. Okay, let's do it. We're the Roman Pontycast, and in the future, we're sneaking a promo on the Grolic Show. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, no, okay, seriously. Go, here, go. Here, here. here we go. I'm Roman LeBeau. And I'm Rob Gast. And we're from the Roman Podcast. We're just two Canadian guys getting together once a week to put our own spin on weird stories and trending news. That's right. You can get our show every Wednesday night on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, the Laughable app, and of course, here on the EMC Podcast Network. Okay, I think this. I think we got it. Uh, put that in their show. Let's get out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. While I'm in their computer, I'm just going to update their comic book pull list for the next few months. What are you adding? Captain Canuck, of course. <laughs> nice. <laughs> This is Jesse. We just cut up our girlfriend with a Grolix. Does that sound fine? This is Melanie. We medicals have a better way than that. When we dislike a friend of ours, we Grolix him. This has been Randy. Do they look like psychos? Is that what they look like? They were vampires. Psychos do not explode when sunlight hits them. I don't give a Grolix how crazy they are. Thank you for listening to the Grolix Podcast. The Grolix Podcast is a production of the Electronic Media Collective and Vorpal Arrow Studios. For more Grolix Podcasts, check out GrolixPodcast.com. Also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, YouTube, ElectronicMediaCollective.com, Facebook.com slash Grolix Podcast, Twitter.com slash Grolix Podcast, all the dot com slash all the Grolix Podcast.